Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, an exciting day politically. It seems like every day is an exciting day, but this one seems to have been a little bigger than most. So I want to open today with a brief discussion of Donald Trump and his family. Uh, And it's probably going to be the only Trump issue I'm going to discuss tonight because we get enough Trump on the media, on TV, in the papers, on the radio. You get your fill of it, even though it's very important. There are other things going on in the world that I think are important also that I would like to share with you. So let's start with the President Donald Trump and his family. Uh, There is a saying, the fruit does not fall far from the tree. The fruit does not fall far from the tree. I'm referring, of course, to Donald Trump and his oldest son, Donald Trump Jr. Both are liars. This is such a terrible thing to say about a president. It's even worse to say it about his son. But their stories, no matter what the issue is, seem to change day by day. They lie. It apparently is a family trait. Even the son-in-law, Jared Kirshner, lies. Uh, And I think the reason for this is the way these people were brought up. All of them, including Jared, were born with the silver spoon in their mouth. They saw the way their father lived. Look, he lives in a gold-plated apartment at the top of Trump Tower. Uh, He has his own airplane, his own yacht. He does whatever he wants. Money's no object. And along the way, they saw how their father operated to become successful. He screwed everybody he did business with. He left Atlantic City in a shambles, the contractors, etc. He just ain't a nice guy. He doesn't seem responsible. And Trump acts this way, I believe, because... He's permitted to. He permits himself to act this way. I have so much. I can do what I want. I am above the ordinary person. I am above the law also. So the children see this, and they grew up in this atmosphere, and they're the same way as their dad. Some people might call that respect. I just think they learned the bad things from their father because I don't know if there's much good that the man does. I say this respectfully. Okay? Better than others, do whatever they wanted and no regard for the law. It's sort of their way or the highway. Now, Trump Jr., Donald Jr., had the meeting with the Russian attorney a little more than a year ago. Today came out several emails because Jr. wants transparency. And this meeting that was only first denied, that was about an adoption, now was for the specific purpose, because the emails say it, to garner evidence with the Russians had, which would hurt Hillary Clinton in the election. Wow. Uh, it's okay to find dirt on the opponents, the all-American way, but you cannot collude. You cannot deal with a foreign country to obtain this information, which will inure to your benefit. Okay? And it's a violation of the law. Now, There's going to be more. This is not the biggest thing that's going to happen in this investigation. I'd say we're about 10% into the investigation. 
the shit's going to fly, excuse the way I put it before we're done here, and everyone's going to come out black who's involved, including the president, and for things we're not even talking about yet. And I keep alluding to, I've written about this money. I'm talking about the money he borrowed at banks in Russia, how he lied about that during the campaign and everything. To this day, I have never met Putin. I can't believe he borrowed all the money he did from Russian banks without knowing Putin. And I think we're going to get into money laundering that's going to run through Israel and then through the Moscow banks. Uh, And we'll see. And if that's the case, Donald Trump Sr. is gone. And I think that's going to happen. Now, we have had... Sessions, our attorney general, who's met with the Russians once or twice and forgot about it. And then we had General Flynn, Michael Flynn. He's already resigned, but he met with the Russians a few times, and he forgot about it. Junior forgot about it. Everybody forgets about these things. And then when they're caught, it's the news media. It's the Washington Post and the New York Times that are doing a hell of a job. When they get caught, they say, oh, I forgot. And they amend their paperwork that they signed saying they never had contact with someone from a foreign government. Now, in the meantime, while all this is going on with Russia, we are accomplishing nothing legislatively in Washington. It's almost six months he has been in office as president. And the government under Trump has not moved one significant piece of legislation. Health care is still sitting out there. Tax cuts are sitting out there. Infrastructure and so many other things. Because nothing can move until we get rid of this Trump problem. That's simple. And when Trump became president... The world liked us, I think. Most of the countries in the world. The bad ones didn't like us, but there are more good ones. They respected the United States. We were the premier company in the world. Uh, We were the ones that people wanted to be like. They wanted to come here to live. Uh, We led the way, the virtuous way, even though we may not have been virtuous all the time. Since Trump has become president, Everybody hates us. Forget Russia hates us, and I think China too, and obviously North Korea. But now the free world, the free world, Germany, France, England, Canada, Mexico, these were our bosom buddies, our friends for over 50 years. They dislike us. And this is what Trump has accomplished because the man is inept, he is incompetent, he's a psychopath, he's a sociopath. I say this in all sincerity. I have been saying it for the last two years. And he should not be leading our country. We made a mistake in electing a president. I didn't vote for him, but he's my president. So he's all our presidents. And he's not doing a good job, folks. Those of you who supported him, he was a mistake. But let's move on. Let's go through this process. I see him getting impeached. It's inevitable. I will also say it that way. And things that are coming out are only going to get worse between now and that time. Okay, that's enough for Donald Trump. I I feel bad for his family. I got to say this again. Uh, I feel bad for his kids. This is going to be horrendous. It's coming down on them. Uh, I hope when this thing is all over with, somehow he can bear the burden completely for whatever's gone wrong and his children can walk and he gets impeached or he resigns. Uh, May he become a good father in the final analysis. I guess that's what I'm saying. 
Let's go to Missouri University. Recall, if you will, Michael Brown, Ferguson, Missouri, 2014, black boy shot by a police officer. The country went wild. Uh, Missouri University is about two hours' drive from Ferguson. The students went crazy on campus, especially the next year, 2015, protesting big time. These are blacks primarily, whites thrown in, and they were upset with the with Brown's death. There wasn't going to be justice, and there wasn't justice in the end. And they were they were protesting about bigotry. There is still bigotry in this country was their position. And I want to tell you something. I completely agree with them. We are still a bigoted nation. Some of our federal leaders are bigots. Look at Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States. Uh, a, a larger racist you cannot find, okay? And he's attorney general. Even the football team was upset with the death of Brown and with the bigotry they felt was going on, and they refused to play. Things were that bad. The protests were that wild. They were as bad as those I saw in the late 1960s, early 1970s, with regard to Vietnam, where the college campuses went crazy again. Uh, Now, so the students out there, they want black rights, they want more rights. They feel, and I think this is what's wrong, we have campuses out of control, not just Missouri State, Missouri University, rather, campuses all over the country. The young college students, millennials, white, young millennials, white and black, all colors, they think they own the campus. They think they own the university because they're going to school. They're paying a fee. They're there to learn. They're not the, there to express themselves on everything else. And I, I got to tell you, I am totally against these protests by students on campuses. And I think it is absolutely wrong that college administrations, presidents, chancellors, eventually capitulate to the demands of the students. It's It's nothing else but the uh, tail wagging the dog. Think about it, the tail wagging the dog. At Missouri University, things got so bad that it forced the resignation of the president. Two hours later, the chancellor resigned also, okay? Uh, Well, you know, I'm going to say something here. I believe, I have always believed, that every action has an equal or opposite reaction. Every action has an equal or opposite reaction. So the kids went crazy on campus, destroyed some property, forced uh, executives of the university to resign. Instability on campus. Now, if you're a kid going to school to learn, I don't. And maybe you don't want to go there. If you're a parent that's going to pay the bill, you don't want your kids to go there, all right? Well, here's what happened, that proves out the statement, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. It's 2017. The big stuff hit the campus in 2015. Enrollment has dropped. Freshman enrollment is down 35%. No business can keep going if its cash flow is down just like that by 35%. And that's what happens if the freshman enrollment is down 35%. Now, it's all caused by the backlash. This is the backlash to the kids going crazy on campus. There are one-third fewer students. That means one-third less income flowing into the college. Now, let me give you the practical results of that 35%. 
That means seven dormitories are closed. There's not enough kids to stay in the dormitories. Those dormitories still cost money. You've got to keep them heated in the winter. You've got to have some degree of air conditioning in the summer to avoid uh, mold. You've got to have security at these places. You've got to watch for bug infestation. So you're putting money in and nothing's coming in. It's coming out of your pocket. The money's not coming from tuition. And the other thing is 400 people were laid off. 400 employees, not just professors. They went too, some of the non-tenured ones. But, you know, uh, the security people, uh, the janitor types, etc. 400 people lost their jobs because of these kids. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. I want to talk about Jane Sanders, wife of Bernie Sanders. Senator Bernie Sanders uh, ran for president against Hillary in the primary, didn't make it. He ran a good primary, though. And he was arguing for what a lot of people want in this country. I know it's far to the left, uh, but, but, you know, they, they want health care for everyone. They want free college education, and I'm for these things, and they can be done because they're done in other countries. Now, he was an excellent candidate. He's a danger to the Republicans. He's a definite danger to the conservative far right of the Republican Party, and he hasn't stopped campaigning. If you noticed, he's all over the country every week giving a speech here and a speech there. I suspect, even though the man's got a few years out of nine squat in his mid to late 70s, he may make the run again in 2020. He may make the run again in 2020, or he may want to. Well, the senator is pissed off big time, the only way I can describe it. Uh, his wife has become subject to political attack, what I, which I would describe as a political attack, a pathetic attack. And, you know, it's okay to go after the candidate one party to go after the other party's candidate. I don't think it's right to go after the wives or the children. Uh, even the mafia, they had a rule. You know, <laughs> you kill each other, but you don't, you, don't go, you don't kill the wives and you don't do anything to the wives. Well, here's what's happening. Here's the background. You saw Jane Saunders on TV during the campaign. She's a short, little partly woman, common, everyday, all-American woman. Okay. She's also president of Burlington College, small college in Vermont, which I think is quite a thing to achieve that type position, president of a college. Now, she sought a multi-million dollar loan to build a new campus on 33 acres of land along Lake Champlain. Uh, she told her trustees and she talked, and the banks that finally supported her with money, okay, that she had millions in donations committed that could be used to pay off the loan over a period of time. Uh, she claimed that, that the claim against her now by the banks and certain other people is that she misrepresented the donation amounts. Uh, the loan was for $6.5 million. Uh, she, during the course of negotiations, gave a spreadsheet to the banks and her trustees saying, we have $2.4 committed to help pay off the loan, which the banks thought was sufficient. 
And uh, based on that, they gave her the loan money she needed. She has a first mortgage with the state of Vermont and a second mortgage with the Catholic Diocese of Burlington. Now, the, the, this is in writing. When you get, I know about these things. I was chairman of the Board of Visitors at the Syracuse University College of Law for many years. Uh, I was a leader in the $10 million drive to build a new law library. I also worked on two other major drives on campuses for businesses, for other uh, schools. Uh, and I know how these things work. You go to someone three years, four years before you're all actually going to get construction started. Say, look, Charlie, we're going to build the new law library. You're a graduate. You haven't given that much money over the years. You haven't given, given anything. You're making a lot of dough. That's the way I talk to the people I was getting money from. It's time you did your thing. It's your time to step up. And I wasn't looking for 10000 25000 I was looking for 100 minimum. Uh, you know, where I could get 500 I got it. I was always trying to get a million. I couldn't get that much because you need that kind of money. Now, what happens is the donor signs an agreement. But the an agreement says that I'm going to give you, let's say, $100,000 to the Syracuse University College of Law. Uh, however, this is a non-binding agreement which means that when the time comes to cough up the money, if the donor doesn't have it, he doesn't have to pay it. There is no agreement for donations to any university in this country that does not have a non-binding clause in the agreement. All right, And I'm assuming it had to be here. Well, as things turned out, uh, Jane was only able to bring in 25% of the 2.4 million the other people backed off and properly so they can't be sued because the agreement said this is not binding on you no one will commit to that kind of money in the future okay unless it's not binding because you don't know how your circumstances your personal circumstances are going to change you die your wife dies somebody gets very sick you have a business failure you don't make the kind of money and you've gone through that you used to and you've gone through your savings there is a federal investigation of Jane Saunders for bank fraud. Would you believe? I'm sorry for raising my voice. I can't believe this. And which may, what makes it even sicker is the law firm who is pushing the federal authorities is DeGenova and Tosing. Let me tell you about them. DeGenova, you might have recalled from 15 years ago, he was always on Fox News. He was a former U.S. attorney. And he knew everything about everything. He was conservative, far right, nothing wrong with it. But he and his wife made their money. She, was, she had a show on Fox at one time for many years because they were conservatives. Tosing was part of the Trump presidential uh, campaign, big-time man in there. And they're the ones pushing the prosecution with the federal authorities. Now, understand... They have to go through the attorney general's office in Washington with a federal prosecution of this nature. Ultimately, that's where the decision will be made, whether there should be a prosecution. Presently, the decision is made whether they should even initiate an investigation now, because there's a built-in process from Burlington, Vermont, all the way up to Washington, D.C. You have to get an approval here, approval there, to either start, to go ahead, et cetera. 
well, who's the head of the who's the attorney general of the United States? You know, our our, our, our good friend there, Jeff Sessions. Okay, far right Republican sucks up to Trump big time. From my perspective, this is a political witch hunt. I feel sorry for the senator. I feel sorry for Jane. That these people are in their 70s. They don't need this bullshit. And and it's eating into their money. They had to hire lawyers now to represent Jane. It's wrong. And this is the type of thing that's been going, starting to go on in this country the last five or six years. We don't need political criminal prosecutions. It just plain isn't right. Okay, I want to talk about Christopher Ray. Who's Christopher Ray? Uh, Christopher Ray is President Trump's nominee to be head of the FBI. Uh, he is going to have a confirmation hearing tomorrow in Washington. Everything I have been able to discover about Christopher Ray is he's another James Comey. He is straight arrow, uh, honest, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's pushing 50, 45 to 50, somewhere around there. Uh, he spent, uh, during the Bush years, during the Bush era, he was an official in the Justice Department in Washington. Now, I've got to tell you, in spite of all the good things, and no one says anything bad about him, I am opposed to him being uh, approved as director of the FBI, and here's why. Uh, when you're running for certain offices or you're a candidate, you've got to file a Form 278, uh, with the Office of Government Ethics, and they want to know what your money transactions have been the last two years, where's your, your income come from, etc. covers the current year and the previous year. Uh, he is an attorney with a major law firm in Atlanta. They probably have seven, 800 attorneys. You know, not just Atlanta, they're probably all over the world. They may have more than 1,000. Big law firm, as you will appreciate as I go into the money part of this. Uh, he has dozens of investments in American companies and funds in amounts up to $1 million each. He's in private practice with a major Atlanta firm. And his firm represents corporations. His specialty is representing corporations uh, with white-collar crimes and it, with issues regarding regulatory enforcement. His primary clients include large banks and energy companies, electric companies. His clients include his personal clientele, Wells Fargo, Johnson & Johnson, Chevron, uh, two uh, sports betting groups on TV, FanDuel, DraftKings. He, he also repre has represented Credit Suisse, Big Bank, and New Jersey's Governor Christie with regard to the George Washington Bridge fiasco. He's presently in the partnership I men mentioned with the Atlanta law firm, he received last year as his share of the partnership. They pay him every month. His share of the partnership last year was $9.2 million. That's big money. One year work as a lawyer, that's big dollars. Oh, my God. I, I got to tell you, I thought I made a lot of money. Nothing like that. One year. Uh, he is uh, expected to receive, when, he, when this report was prepared, I guess they pay him late at the firm, the next distribution you would get, he gets paid monthly, was $880,000 for the month of June 2070, 880000 for the month of June alone. Now, why, why, why am I opposed to him? The man is successful. He's wealthy. He can't, he's going to have cases against all these companies he represented. First of all, the law says 
any companies that his firm represented, he must, his firm, not him alone, he must recuse himself for, for one year. Now, there are going to be companies he personally represented, and I believe the recusal is for a longer time, as long as those cases are pending or have been there or come in. Uh, we have enough recusal going on under the Trump administration. How do we get any business done if the head of the FBI is going to recuse himself from a significant portion, because he has to, uh, of major cases going on and being investigated by the FBI? Uh, Sessions has got big recusal on him. Everybody's getting recused for something now, but big time with the people that are being appointed by Trump because they all would have a problem. And I'm just saying, as honest as this guy is, as good as he is considered, he should re he should not take this job. They should have given this to a federal judge or something like that. Uh, when Comey came on, he didn't come on from a major law firm like this making this kind of money. And I don't recall any of his predecessors who did. They make it afterwards when they leave the FBI. Then they get jobs like this. This Ray must be a very smart guy. He got the money before he's going to the FBI. But the point is, it doesn't make sense to me. The, as honest as he is, and I accept his honesty 100%, and you say, well, money should not stand in his way. But money should stand in his way, all the money is, he made in his success, because it's going to affect his ability to do his job as FBI director. Key West, Hemingway Days start 30, my friend, Thursday, my friends. Thursday through Saturday, Hemingway Days. He lived here for 10 years. He finished working on A Farewell to Arms while here and published the book while he lived here. We have a celebration in Key West every year. This is the 37th annual celebration of his life. And it is a celebration. It's one of the finest parties this town has. It's clean. It's not like Fantasy Fest. It's decent. It's America, okay? And we're going to have things like this. We have the running of the bulls. There'll be about 30 bulls. They're man-made. They're not real. But they move down the street like hell, and you better stay out of the way, okay? Or you're going to get butted. And on some of them, there are... Hemingway lookalikes riding and other people running, and everybody's running in the street to avoid the bills. We have a Hemingway look contest. There will be in excess of 125 people, men participating who have white beards, who look like Hemingway. They're all dressed the same, a red cap, uh, white shirt, white trousers with a big red uh, bowl around, around their waist. Then the birthday party on Saturday. It's Sloppy Joe's for Hemingway. And there are, it's a street festival. There's a bandstand in front of Sloppy Joe's, people dancing in the street. It's an all-American party. If you can make it this weekend, it's worth it. I uh, want to tell you quickly another, pro, another situation in Key West. We had a golf course. Uh, a, a golf course. We had a crocodile on our golf course, a big one. Uh, came early in June, was discovered. His new home was the 11th hole where there is a large pond. Now, I just moved into a home on the golf course last week. I lived in Key Haven for 19 years before this move. Uh, the pond is in the middle of a residential area of houses around the golf course. I live in one of those houses. All right. I never saw I never saw the crocodile. My friend Don Mann heard that. He said, big, stay away. Uh, anyhow, they went out this weekend and they captured him. 
It took four hours to capture him. To her, by the way, it took four hours to capture her. Uh, they started at midnight, and it took till 4 a.m. I don't know why they started at midnight. Uh, they captured her with a rope. She was nine foot long. And she weighs 200 pounds. 200 pounds. Very difficult to capture her. They took her up to the Keys immediately. I don't know where in the Florida Keys, but there's apparently a place where they can dump this uh, crocodile, and she'll have a good life. The only thing that concerns me and concerns everyone else in Key West, we're talking about crocs now, not alligators. Crocodiles have a tendency to return where they lived last. I don't know how they do. It's like the dog who's 50 miles away and comes back to his home one morning, uh, his former home. I'm concerned that the crocs come back. That's the way it is. Okay, uh, that's the show for this week. I've got many more things to talk about, but I spent a little extra time on my first topics because they're they're matters of concern, I believe. Uh, I do a video every day on Facebook. It's uh, Key West Lou Live. Key West Lou Live video on Facebook. You find me under Key West Lou. Watch my video. It's only one or two minutes, and I get on there, and I I talk about politics. Something that's rubbing me wrong. I, I talked about wedding cookies last week. That's another issue that's interesting. I talk about things that happen in Key West, but primarily it's politics. And you might enjoy it. It's Key West Lou on Facebook. Thank you for joining me this week. I enjoy doing the show. I, I enjoy your listening in, and I look forward to being with you next week. <laughs>